Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Da's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Da. First of all, I would like to say hi to everybody and also the New Hope International Church in Seattle send their best greeting to you. Pastor Lau and I are so excited to be here with you this week. I have been looking forward to being here and meet many brothers and sisters who sacrificed their time and also their finance to fly over, drive over to LA. Just want to thank you so much and really appreciate from the depth of my heart. The topic that I'm going to share, it's one of the most important topic. If you get the message, your life will be different. It will make a big difference in your life that a lot of people don't know and a lot of people don't recognize things that is happening in their life, why it happened, and how to solve the problem. Today I'm going to share about the generational curse. Why don't we pray together? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like to thank you so much, O Lord, that you always try to reach to our lives and you always want to deliver us from any curse, any bondage, any sin that we have, even though we may not know. But, Father, you always try to reach out to us. And no matter where we are in our life, you are able to deliver us, Lord. I pray, dear God, that today you will please be with us. Open our minds and our hearts. Give us the revelation and understanding so that we will get out of generational curse. Not only us, but also our offsprings, our generation. Lord, Father, Father, we desperately need you. We desperately need your truth. And your truth shall set us free. Thank you so much, O Lord, for your wonderful love. We thank you so much for thinking about us. Thank you that you do not want us to be where we are, but you always want us to be moved up to the place where you want us to be, that is to be successful in everything. Thank you so much, O Lord. Bless my brother and sister, including myself. Bless them with a blessing from on high. Bless them with the blessing of Abraham, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So first of all, the Bible says that we will perish because we don't know the word. If we lack of knowledge of the word of God, we shall perish. Because we don't know, therefore we don't take it by faith and we do not obey the word. If we lack the word of the Lord, we shall be perished. But God never want that. He want to reach out to us. And he always want to show us what's going on in our life so that we will be able to recognize it and get rid of it. First of all, what brings the curse? Even in the secular world, the world system also know that there is curse. That's why when you go and apply for life insurance, for, for instance, or you go to see doctor, they always ask you, Does, um, did your mom have cancer? Did your mom have nervous breakdown? Do you have diabetes in your family? If your grandma, grandpa, or your mom or your dad has cancer, or diabetes, the chance that they will insure you will be less because they know that may, maybe it can be that you will get it. You will get it someday. Even the world also know that there is something that we inherit, that there is something that we get it and it pass on through generation to generation. And it's not only physical illness, but also spiritual illness, mental illness, Emotion illness, too, that, that can be passed on. If your mom depressed, most likely, you know, that spirit will come on to you and depress you. Or if you're anxious and you worry, it's most likely if your parents are like that, your grandparents are like that, most likely it shall pass on to you. And you will be depressed. You will be sad. You are easily discouraged. It can happen. 
but with the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ come and He said that if the Son set you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. Amen. So today we are going to study what bring the curse. I will read for you. There are so many examples in the Bible that I cannot mention all of them today because we have limited time. Like in the life of Noah and other people in the Bible that um, I'm so sorry that you know I cannot touch every area today. But how about I just introduce one person to you right now? That is Noah. Remember the Noah who built the ark. Genesis nine twenty to twenty five. Noah, a man of soil, proceed to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk, and lay uncovered inside the tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulder. Then they walked in backward and covered his father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so that they would not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wife and found out what his youngest son had done to him, he said, "Curse be Canaan, the lowest of slaves. Will he be to his brothers?" And he also said, "Praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem." May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory. May Japheth live in the tent of Shem, and may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. The one who sinned against his father was Ham, because Noah was drunk, and then Ham went in and looked at his naked body, or the Bible say uncover. His father was uncover, and in fact. According to the Hebrew language, the word "uncover" means he did homosexual sin, and then his youngest brother saw it and went out and told everybody about his father. So when Noah woke up, he found out what his youngest son did. He said that curse to Canaan. He did not say curse to Ham, even though Ham was the one who saw his father, but he said curse be Canaan, because his father. Did not only curse Ham, but also his descendant. That is the beginning of the family curse. Instead of saying "I curse you, Ham," he said, "I curse you, the lie of Ham, the Canaan." And later on, uh, the lie of Ham was Canaan, and they did the same thing. They did all kind of unrighteousness, and they were cursed and everything. One of the example in the Bible is about Noah, Ham, Shem, and his brother. In Proverbs twenty-six two, Proverbs twenty-six two, say that there is no curse without cause. There is no curse without cause. But you see something's going on. There must be a cause somewhere. There must be the root cause somewhere. If you see something happen from generation to generation, the grandparent divorce, the parent divorce, you divorce, something that's going on in the family. The grandparent have back pain. The parents have back pain. You have back pain. There is something going on in the family line. You cannot think that it's accident, because the Bible said in Proverbs twenty-six two that there is no cause without curse. There is no curse without cause. There must be some cause somewhere that the Lord want all of us to know, hang on to His promise and get out of it. Amen. So one thing that. Happened about Noah. I want to touch this a little bit. Is he got drunk, and so there's so many things happening when you got drunk. When people got drunk, what happened? Their wall is broken down. Their thinking, their will is broken down. They can't think anymore. They make wrong decision when they got drunk, and also some people get into some kind of sexual sin. That is what's happening. So the Bible clearly said that. Alcoholism it is not only the sickness, but in fact, it is sin. It is sin to get drunk, because God said that do not get drunk, because when it happened, your wall, your spirit, your wall broken down, and now you misjudge and you can't do what you're supposed to do, but you do things that you are not supposed to do. In Habakkuk two fifteen, woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it. From the white skin till they are drunk, so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. 
you will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup of the Lord's right hand is coming around to you. In this case, they try to make their neighbor get drunk so that they can guess upon their naked bodies. But the Lord said that the cup of the Lord's right hand is coming around to you. There will be judgment. And this grace will cover your glory. Proverbs 3, 31, 4 to 6. It is not for king, Lemuel. It is not for king to drink wine, not for ruler to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and deprive or the oppressed of their rights. Let beer be for those who are perishing. Why? For those who are anguished. Alcohol is not for leaders. Alcohol is not for leaders. A lot of time we excuse is the social drink. But the Bible clearly says that, O king, it is not for you to drink wine. Bathsheba talked to her son that Lemuel, you don't drink wine. You know why? Because you will judge things in the wrong way. Because people need you. People need you to be just. People need you to give them the fairness. But if you drink, you will not be able to just justly. So you don't drink. Give wine to the perishing people and give beer to the anguished people. Proverbs 23, 20. Do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat. Isaiah 5, 11. Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drink, who stay up late at night till they are inflamed with wine. You can see that Noah start his family curse because of the drink. My brother and sister, if you have a habit of drinking, I really encourage you, ask the Lord to help you to quit it because your wall will go down and you will do something wrong because alcohol will intoxicate you and then you will do something that is not the way of God. So now I come to different kind of curses. The Bible talks about curses. The curse is real because the Bible is talking about it. Deuteronomy 27, verse 15 to 26. The Bible is talking about curse, and I will explain a little bit on each one. Curse is anyone who make an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord, the work of skilled hand, and set it up in secret. Then all the people shall say, Amen. Moses was reading this thing, and all the people say, Amen. They agree. So it's become like a, the thing that is solid because people agree to say Amen. Curse is anyone who make an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord. Idol worship. Idol worship. Curse is anyone who dishonor their father or mother. Talk back to them. Roll your eyes when they say something. Dishonor them. This verse is always at my house. My children always hear this. Honor your father and mother and things will go well with you and you shall live long life. I talk to them again. They say, I know, mommy. Honor your father and mother and things shall go well with you and you shall live long life. It's always in my house. Not that I want them to honor me. Not that I want them to honor me and lift me up. Or... No, it's not at all. But I want them to be blessed. Because I know that that is the word of God and is the promise of God. That anyone who honor their parents, they shall be blessed. And not only that, I don't want them to get into curse. Curse is anyone who dishonor their father and mother. Then all the people shall say, Amen. 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 Curse is anyone who move their neighbor's boundary stone. You have the house and you have the boundary of your house. And at night time, the neighbor came and move your stone so they can get more of your land. That is what happening. That is greed. That is cheating. That is stealing. Stealing is something that is so terrible. In fact, the Bible says that anyone who steals from other people, who cheat from other people, cheat God, cheat tax, cheat people, the Lord will not let them have peace. He will eventually destroy them. That is not easy to hear, but we hear it so that we can repent. Amen. Curse is anyone who lead the blind astray on the road in the time of Assyria. That is what they did to the warrior. When they catch the warrior, what they did was they gouge out their eyes. And they let them on the street and live like a, like a dog. 
and then some people even more cruel than that. They let the blind to uh, fall into the ditch. So the Bible says that curse is anyone who leads the blind astray on the road. So that is cruelty, cruelty. Some people like, beat their animal up. Some people they beat their children. They are cruel to the people all around them. Curse is anyone who withhold justice from the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow. Curse is anyone who sleep with his father's wife, for he dishonor his father's bed. Curse is anyone who has sexual relationship with any animal. Curse is anyone who sleep with his sister, the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. Curse is anyone who sleep with his mother-in-law. And all the people say, Amen. And all these things that I'm, I'm just read for you was the sexual sin. People get into sexual sin and they get the curse. Curse is anyone who killed his neighbor secretly, like doing abortion. They killed their neighbor. They killed unborn children. The Bible said that they will be cursed. Curse is anyone who accepts a bribe to kill an innocent person. Curse is anyone who does not uphold the word of the law. Not only that, in Jeremiah 17, 5, this is what the Lord say: Curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Curse is the man who trusts in the strength of other men, or trusts in the wealth, or trusts in the, the army, or something that out of God, that they trust something else, they are cursed. And not only that, Jeremiah 31, 29 said, The parents have eaten sour grape, and the children's teeth are set on edge. This is a little bit difficult to understand. The parents have eaten sour grapes. Have you ever eaten grapes? You did, right? And the children's teeth are set on edge. I would try to explain very in a simple way. For example, if the parents drink alcohol and become alcoholism, even though the son did not want it, but his teeth are set on edge. The enemy, the evil spirit, is looking for the opportunity. When something happens, the evil spirit will attack that son and get him drink. For example, if his family life is tough, he's having a problem, right then the enemy says, go drink. It will release your pain. Or if he is not successful or something, the enemy says, go drink. And also, the children's teeth are set on edge already. So he went and drank. That is what happening. So there is the weakness in the character. Yes, we pay for the sin that we did. But the weakness, or that sin, or that trait of sin, will pass on to our children. The people say that, no, I, I, I don't want my grandmother's sin to affect me. Yes, our grandparents, our parents, might have already paid for their sin. But the weakness in their life pass on to us. And the enemy, the evil spirit, look for the time that the enemy will attack. So I really encourage my brother and sister, do not play with sin. Even though it might be fun for a while, good feeling on your flesh, but you don't know that it becomes cursed to you. To prevent is better. You have heard prevention is better than kill. It's better to prevent. If you love your generation, if you love your children, your grandchildren, your great-great-grandchildren, 2,000 generation, you have to do it now. Pastor Lau doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. I remember when um, our daughter was in college. Of course, college kid, they want to try. She has a pack of cigarettes in her car. For example, sometimes I see, you know, and so I confronted her that you have a pack of cigarettes in your car. But I talk to her. I talk to the devil that you cannot get my daughter because his parents do not smoke. She will never smoke in her life. Of course, in the environment of college and friends who, hey, let's drink, let's smoke, let's party. But my daughter never drink, never smoke. She could not do it because the family spirit or the evil spirit that tried to attack her could not because Pastor Lao has closed the door. Close the door so that the enemy will not be able to come in and attack his children. So none of my children drink, none of my children smoke, and none of my children party in a bad way. 
none of them. Not that I try to lift up the family, not at all. Just want to encourage all of us that it works. That it works. It happened. You know, when the parent close the door, no matter what, the enemy can't come in. The parent need to love your family enough not to do it. You know that we have some curse. You know, I just read some of us did something, including myself, including everybody, because no one is perfect. Everybody sin in some way. So the curse come with us. Now, how we are going to do that? How we going to get out of the curse? God break the curse with the blood of Christ. Isaiah 53 is talking about Jesus. When they put the thorn on Jesus' head, they put it on and they push it in. They push the thorn into Jesus' head, jam into his head, and his blood come down on his face. That blood set us free from curse. Amen. Amen. In the tabernacle, in the Old Testament, there are many sections. But the last section was Holy of Holies. And once a year, the high priest would go into the holies of holies and sprinkle the blood of the animal. Because they know that if there is no blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. That's why Jesus had to die on the cross to shed blood. No other way to take away sin except the blood. So the people in the past understood that. So every year, they would lay hand on their animals and then they killed that animal and took the blood and the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle blood on the altar. It's called the mercy seat. And then when God saw the blood, and then all the people are confident that God will not judge them anymore because of the blood that on that altar. But after that, when Jesus came, what happened? would like to read for you in Hebrew 9.11-14. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things, that are now already here. He went to the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hand. That is to say, is not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, plus obtaining eternal redemption, the blood of goats and bull and the ashes of Heifer, sprinkle on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then with the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Amen. Amen. In the book of Hebrew, it's talking about, but when Christ showed up, he did not use goats and lamb and heifer's blood to sprinkle on the seed of mercy anymore. But he used his own blood. He went to the greater and more perfect tabernacle, which is in heaven. He shed his blood and put it in the altar, in the holies of holies in heaven. The high priest in the past took the blood and went into the tabernacle that made by the hand of man tabernacle in the Old Testament but Jesus took his blood and put it on the altar in the holies of holy in heaven once and for all and for all of us. Brother and sister I would like to tell you that you need to know the blood you need to recognize the blood you need to know that by the blood of Jesus Christ it will take away curse from me Amen. How many times in a day you think about the blood of Christ Probably none. Do you think about the blood of Christ in a week? Probably we forget. But the Bible says that because you lack of knowledge, you will perish. But now you have the knowledge. Amen? You have the knowledge. Hallelujah. You have the knowledge that by the blood of Christ, God will break the curse. God will break the curse by the blood of Christ. Okay, please bear with me. It's a long lesson. <laughs> okay, so now I'm talking about the inherited curses. Anybody like inheritance? I do. <laughs> you know, I never wish my parents will pass away, but if one, you know, when they pass away, you know, they, they left for me the inheritance. I love it. Right? Amen. But they left the inheritance like fortune for me or for Pastor Lao. 
But they also pass on the inherited curse to me too, <laughs> and to us too. You know that is the inherited curses, blessing and cursing can pass on. Okay, I want to read for you in Exodus 25. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. It's talking talking about idol. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children. For the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation, those who hate me, God is talking about punishing the children of the sin that the parent did to the third and fourth generation, is inherited. My brother and sister, in this Bible verse is so clear that God said that for those who hate me, do not hate God. Do not hate God. You may say that I don't hate God, but you know. Sometimes when you disobey him, you just already hate him, because he said that if you love me, you shall obey my command. Amen. If you love me, you shall obey my command. And when you disobey his command, you automatically hate him, without knowing it, and you did not mean to. But that is what's happening. So choose to love God. Ask the Holy Spirit, dear Lord, this act of mine. Is it approved in your sight? Am I obeying the word of God? Am I obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit? Am I doing that? A lot of things. It may be right in your eye, but is it right in God's eye? You need to know. You need to ask the Lord. You need to ask the Lord that what I'm doing is it right before your eye? The weakness that you inherit from your parents come down to you, and it also come down to your generation. So if you notice it, you have to ask God. God. I need to deal with this. Your weakness can be some kind of sickness, emotional sickness. Maybe you are you sad all the time. Maybe you're always depressed. Maybe you're always anxious about things. You never have peace. You cannot have peace. But you know what? The will of God for you and me is peace and joy. I come to the prayer line. I just ask God for peace and joy because that is the will of God. Life is so turmoil. You're not happy at all. You're never happy. You always worry about something, anxious about something, sad about something. It is not God's will. God wants to keep you peace. God wants to give you peace and joy. And you need it not desperately. If you have peace and joy, you can do so many things. You can move on and do many things. Lately, I really come out to the prayer line. Main thing I ask God, dear Lord, give me peace and joy. I need that. Amen. All those weaknesses that I'm talking about is inherited, sexual immoral. Maybe it's your weakness. It can be our weakness that will inherit to the family. I really appreciate someone that talked to me that you know in my family there are so many immoral happening to my mom, my dad. But I decided no matter how bad it is in my family, I will not divorce. I will not divorce. I will fight. And I will stand, and I will wait for God's timing, and God's way, and God's direction, so that I can get out of this. And not only I will get out of this, but my children will never divorce again. You know, she stand firm for something, for something, so that it will not affect her generation anymore. I admire some men who have a father who has many wives, mom who have many husbands, but he himself stand firm. That I am not gonna cheat my wife. I am not going to fall into sexual sin. I'm gonna depend on God, so that my generation will not affect that any longer. My children, my grandchildren, they will not have broken home any longer. We have to recognize the generational sin. You don't want to get your children into trouble. You will bless your children so much if you walk right with the Lord. Amen. You may have to come against your flesh, but depend on the Lord. He said that you can do all things by Christ who strengthens you. Christ will strengthen you to be able to do the right thing. Maybe in your lifetime you may not see the blessing upon you, but the Lord is faithful. He will pour the blessing upon your children and great grandchildren and great grandchildren. Amen. Amen. We need to recognize the inherited curses. In um, Deuteronomy 28:27 to 28, this is the inherited illness. And problem, the Lord will afflict you with boil of Egypt, and with tumor, festering sore, and the itch, 
from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. You see that when the curse come, that is what happening. Somewhere in the lie, or even ourselves, commit some kind of sin, and the curse has not reversed yet. That that person has not come into the mercy seat of God yet. This is what happened to them. God, the Lord will afflict them with boils, festering sores. You know, sore in your body, and the itch. Some people like itch, and have eczema. Some people have eczema the whole body. It's like torture, and also, the Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of mind. Those are the things that is happening when the curse affect your life. We don't want curse. We want to get out of it. Now, also, there is another kind of curse: is poverty. The poverty. Deuteronomy twenty-eight, twenty-nine, and thirty. At midday, you will grow about. You will grow about like a blind person in the dark. You will be unsuccessful in everything you do. We don't want that. You don't want to be unsuccessful in everything we do. Day after day, you will be oppressed and robbed, with no one to rescue you. You will be pledged to be married to a woman, but another will take her and rape her. You will build a house, but you will not live in it. You will plant a vineyard. But you will not even begin to enjoy its fruit. Nothing work. Nothing work. Not successful. Everything fail. That is one form of curse. So now we want to reverse the curse. We can reverse the curse. Blessing start with Abraham. In Genesis twelve three, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curse you, I will curse, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. Everybody know about Abraham. Abraham was the one who obedient to God so much. God said that move to another land. He packed and went. God promised that I will give you a son. He said that I will give you the descendant as many as the star in the sky. He went out every night. Look at the sky. I believe, Lord, you're gonna give me the descendant, that descendant. And then he waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. My brother and sister, it's not bad to wait. If the curse doesn't go away today, don't quit it so fast. Hang on and wait, because for the people who wait on the Lord, God will renew their strength to be able to wait one more day and one more week and one more month. So Abraham wait and wait. After 25 years, God gave him Isaac, the son of his life. Now Isaac eventually came. And he loved Isaac so much, and he raised Isaac, and he was a teenager, maybe like twelve or thirteen. And then all of a sudden, God said, "You go and sacrifice him." And Abraham did not pray that God, I'm gonna pray for five years before I uh, sacrifice Isaac. He, what you know, what he did? He got the message from God today. The next morning, he left and took up uh, to took Isaac up to the mountain. Isaac even said that. Dad, we have everything. We have the fire. We have the wood. We have the fire. Where is the sacrifice? Isaac did not know that he is the one who will be sacrificed. You know, he did not know. So he said that, "Where is it, Dad?" And Abraham said that, "The Lord will provide." So when he was going to stab his son to death, the Lord came from heaven and he stopped Abraham. He said, "Abraham, stop it. I know now that you obey me. I know now that you trust me." When Abraham tried to stab Isaac, God said, "No, don't do it." God said that because of your faith, you will become the father of many nations. That is the beginning of the blessing of Abraham. Abraham had faith, so he became the father of many nations. That's why the Bible said that I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. And the Bible also said that if you have that faith of Abraham. You are the sons and daughter of Abraham. You shall be blessed. The very first thing to reverse the curse is that you need to have faith. Amen. You need to have faith. You have to have faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to have the faith that when they pushed the thorn upon his head, pushed in, the blood came out. That blood shed for your curse. Have faith in his blood. 
Have faith in His word and His promise. Amen. In number 23:8, how can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce those whom the Lord has not denounced? Remember, I just read before that I will bless those who bless you. I mean, I will bless those who bless Abraham, and whoever curses you, I will curse. Number chapter 23 is talking about one man. His name is Balaam, and he was high to come and curse Israel. Whenever he came, he could not curse Israel. He tried to do it for money. Barak said that you go and curse Israel, and I'm going to give you a lot of money. And then when he went there and he tried to curse Israel people, you know what happened? He he cannot curse. When he opened his mouth, he blessed. When you believe in God, when you are His son and daughter, the enemy cannot curse you any longer. Amen. You have to believe that, and you have to know that, and the truth shall set you free. And the knowledge of God will help you not to be perished and not to be destroyed. Balaam said that, "How can I curse those whom God has not cursed? He came and he cannot curse. Therefore, I do not fear at all. Whoever curses me, you know that when you drive on the freeway, if you accidentally cut on someone, they curse you, but it shall not touch you. It might bounce back to them, <laughs> right? How can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I denounce?" Those whom the Lord did not denounce, Amen. Balaam went three times to curse the Israel. He could not do it. In fact, I want to read for you a little bit in uh, Number 23:19-21. Number 23:19-21. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received. A command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot change it. No misfortune is seen in Jacob. No misery observed in Israel. Okay, this is the word of that man who was high to come and curse Israel. He said that God is a God who does not lie, and God is not a man, and God does not change, and God will fulfill His promise. And he said that I have received a command to bless. Someone high him to curse, but he said that. But I have received a command to bless. God told him to come and bless instead of curse. He has blessed and not changed it. No fortune is seen in Jacob. And brother and sister, all of you are Jacob. All of you are Jacob because you are the son. Abraham has a son named Isaac, and Isaac has a son named Jacob. It's down the line. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The word of God said that no misfortune is seen in Jacob. But fortune will be seen in Jacob. All of us are Jacob. No misery observed in Israel. We are Israel by faith. My brother and sister, the truth set you free because you know now that anyone who w a n t to curse you can't do it. Only yourself make them curse you. Balaam could not curse the Israel, but later on, you know what? He make a plan. Oh, I know. I know how to curse the Israel. I have to make them sin. I have to make them sin. So they went out and they took the woman from another land, put them in among them, and then they commit adultery, fornication. Then they have all kind of sexual sin. And you know what happened? Now Balaam said, "Now I can get a lot of money from Barak, who is hiding me, because now I can curse Israel because their wall has broken down." Do you want your wall to be broken down? No, you don't want. The enemy will not be able to curse you, as long as you do not sin against God. Amen. You have to keep your life holy and pure. Amen. If you walk holy and pure, no one can curse you. Amen. w h o I'm excited about it. I'm excited about. It. May the Lord give you strength. May the Lord of hosts, may the God Almighty give you all the strength that you will not sin against Him, so that you will not be cursed in any way, and no one. On earth and heaven and hell and in between, everybody in between can't curse you, no matter what. But every time they want to curse you, they have when they open their mouth, they bless you. They bless you. They have no other way. They have to bless you. Amen. I want to encourage all of us that you need to teach your children about this thing. Don't be afraid that oh they they don't want to hear it. Keep saying it. I say it in my home until my children get it. Honor your father and mother. 
Yeah. <laughs> Honor your father and mother, and you shall be blessed, and you shall live long life, and everything will go well with you. Now that I add on that you have to walk holy life. You want your children to be good, you walk holy life. Because no one will be able to curse you but bless you. To reverse the curse, number one, you have to have faith in what Jesus did for you on the cross, shedding his blood for you. Number two, you don't sin. Number three, you need to, you need to seek the Lord. Revelation 12:11 said that they triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb. Or they overcome the evil spirit. They overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. So by the blood of Jesus, you will overcome Satan. And by the word of their testimony, you will overcome the enemy. Now you are born again and the blood is available for you. And also you use the word of God to be like the weapon to come against the enemy. Every day you get up. Every day in the morning you get up. You use the word of God. You proclaim You proclaim the promise of God. If you're a parent, you proclaim that, that God, you promise that you will bring my children from the land of the enemy to the kingdom of light. You have to proclaim it every day. You proclaim the word of the Lord to come against, like King David said that, you come against me with spear, but I come against you with the power of God. You have to proclaim God's word as weapon against the enemy to protect our children. Amen. Not only that, you will have to seek the Lord like you respond to God. I want to read for you Proverbs 28.5 says that evil doers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Okay, one more time. Evil doers do not understand what is right, but those who seek the Lord understand fully. Now, you have to wait for the Lord. You seek the Lord. Seek the Lord is not one day. Seek the Lord is not one week. Seek the Lord is not one month. Seek the Lord is not one year. Seek the Lord is going on process. You need to seek the Lord. You don't walk by sight. Maybe you don't see that anything changed. I don't see anything changed in my family. I don't see anything changed in my behavior, for example. But the Lord said that to seek Him and you will have the understanding. So you wait on the Lord. He will not fail you. He will give you the answer. When you wait upon the Lord, He will give you your understanding and see the problem. And eventually, you will be able to get rid of it because God never identified the problem you have and leave you alone. He will help you, and even He will be able to perform miracle for you. Yes. So many things I did not see that I have that curse in my life. I did not know that I'm jealous. I did not know that I was sad. I have the mood that I'm sad, and now I understand that I'm inherit from. My mom, <laughs> my dear mom, <laughs> I look back and I saw that trait. I did not know also that I had problem with anger. I did not know it before, for a long time until now. You know, I did not see it, but because I kept serving the Lord, I kept walking with God. Whatever the Lord said that it His will, I jump into it. God said that it's good to serve God. I serve the Lord. He said that it's good to be in the fire. I'm in the fire. It's good to read the Bible. I read the Bible. It's good to memorize the Bible. I do it. I did not know that I had bad anger, jealousy. But because I wait on the Lord, the Lord show me, the Lord rise it up for me so that I can get rid of it. And I'm so comforted because He will not identify my problem without helping me. He will help me. I thank the Lord. So when I come into the prayer line, dear Lord, help me. I need to get rid of anger. I need to get rid of sadness. I need to get rid of jealousy in my heart. I don't want it. Those are not godly, and I don't want it to inherit to my children. I need to get healed. I'm gonna have faith in the blood. I'm gonna seek the Lord by the power of God and by His grace. I don't want to sin against Him in any way. I want to close all the door so the enemy will not come and curse me. But every time they want to curse me, they have to bless me. Anyone who want to curse me, they have to just open. God bless you, da. <laughs> I want that. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Not only the sick, the Lord. You need to drive out demon. A lot of people, sadly, in the Christian circle, they don't believe that there is a demon. If there is not an evil spirit and demon, why there's so recorded so much in the Bible, especially the four gospel. And the book of Acts too. In fact, Jesus drive out demon. The apostle drove the demon out. 
We need to drive out demon because when you sin, you open the door, your wall crack. They come in and you reside there in your body. You get sick in your mind. You have you have problem with your emotion, with your mind. Then you need to kick it out. When the pastor said that I'm gonna have the clean up service today, come out, come out to be prayed for. I don't want any evil spirit and demon in me. I want to get it out, kick it out. When you when you kick it out, you get out of curse. The Bible clearly said that people who are demon possessed, after Jesus healed them and Jesus kicked out the demon, they are healed. The enemy try to blind our mind and our eyes that no, there is no demon, there is no curse. Don't worry about it. You be okay. You do whatever you need to do. The flesh feel good. Just do it. Just gossip. Just hate. Just jealous. Just be angry. Just doing things. No. Just be immoral. No. You have to know that you open the door for the enemy. Amen. Amen. In fact, I only go halfway. But brother and sister, I can come next time if you don't mind. <laughs> but today, I would like to continue next time. Today, I tell you that there is a curse. There is the cause of curse that uh, recorded that I read the Bible before. Different kind of curse in Deuteronomy, and also how to get out of the curse. So now I want to. Pray with you one prayer. It's called the renunciation and affirmation prayer. Renunciation, pray and pray to renounce and get rid of the relationship with the enemy. Amen. So we're going to pray together. This prayer is good because you say it out, you denounce it. You don't want to have any relationship with darkness. All the things that I shared with you before, you need to listen to it again. And you need to consider one thing at a time. Like thinking about the blood of Christ and have faith. You receive everything by faith. Have faith. Hold out the hand of faith and grab the blood that Jesus shed on the cross is for get rid of my curse, break my curse. You have to seek the Lord and wait for Him to show you and to give you direction and to perform miracle in your life. All the things that I shared with you a minute ago are also important. Not only the prayer. The prayer is also important, but the lifestyle is also important. You need to have the lifestyle. Have faith in the blood. Have faith in His word and His promise. And do not sin. And seek the Lord. Drive out demon by the strong man. I haven't gone to that far, but anyway. And you know other things that I'm going to share with you later on. But today, why don't we pray together? And be serious about this prayer. Be serious about it. Because the Lord wants all of us to get out of curse. I really want so much to see all my brothers and sisters, including myself, prosper. Get out of curse, that generation blessed and prosper. Please follow my prayer and make it your prayer. In the name. And in the authority. And by the blood of my Lord Jesus Christ. I come to you. Heavenly Father. As a child of God. Redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hear and now confess and renounce all my sins and the sins of my fathers as one who has been delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of God's beloved Son. I destroy all demonic bondage that has been passed on to me from my fathers, or that which I have brought upon myself as one who has been crucified with Christ and raised to walk in newness of life. I declare that by faith in Jesus Christ, I am redeemed from every curse. I announce to Satan and all his forces that Christ redeemed me from the curse. And he bore all my sins in his body on the cross. As one who has been crucified with him 
and is now seated in heavenly places. I renounce any and every way in which Satan may claim ownership of me. I confess, renounce, and separate myself from any evil power. Or ability, or ability, which I may possess, which I may possess or which has oppressed or possessed me, I desire only that the gift of the Holy Spirit of God would work to me. I declare that I belong to Jesus Christ eternally and completely. And he, and he is my savior and my lord, and my lord. All, this I do. all this i do in the name, in the name. And, authority. and authority and the blood of the lord jesus christ, and the blood of the lord jesus christ. now father now I, choose i choose by the power of your holy spirit, holy spirit. to be faithful and to obey you because of my righteousness in Christ, I receive all your blessings. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters, Lord. You will give them strength to resist the devil. I pray for their heart that will be soft. The heart of flesh, not the heart of stone. I pray, dear Lord, that they will commit to you, that they will submit to you and resist the devil, and he will flee from them. Father, I pray, dear Lord, that the blessing shall manifest in their life. The curse shall be gone. In Jesus' name, amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song.